Praise God. Praise God. He's opening up eyes. He's opening up hearts. Say it out loud with me. Open up my eyes, Jesus. It's not just those who are physically blind that Jesus came to give sight to, but those that are spiritually blind, that he might open up our eyes, that we might see all that he is doing. We're not singing songs, we're making declarations. We're joining with the kingdom of heaven. Build my life. I build my life on the kingdom of God, not on what the world tries to sell me or tell me or show me or give me. I know what is real because what is real is in the kingdom of God and in nowhere else. How many this week you want to build your life on the kingdom of God? For it shall not be shaken. I want us to declare it again. And I want us to declare it with some spiritual gusto. Whatever kind of posture you have to take, hands lifted on your knees, whether you gotta jump, shout, whether you gotta sit down, what, it doesn't matter what your outward posture is. I want your inward posture to be saying, this week I'm putting my life over into the hands of the Father, saying, God, you build this, you do the work, it's in your kingdom, it's in your effort, it's in your work. I'm not gonna keep trying to do my best. You already sent your best, Jesus Christ, on the cross, that his life may be poured out, that we might have eternal life, that we might have the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. Thank you, God, for these moments. These moments are your moments. It's a firm foundation. Immovable, steadfast. Tell him he's holy.
praise God, praise God. Would you stand up on your feet, put your hands together, and give a shout of praise, and acknowledge the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords that is in this place with us. There is none like Him. There never has been, there never will be. He's the only one. He is Jehovah. He is Yahweh. He is Yeshua. He is Jesus. He's Jesus. Man. Praise God. Praise God. I am honored that I get to worship with you and that the Holy Spirit gets to lead us in these moments of worship. And I'm honored that we get to be in a body that stands in agreement that we didn't come here to check a box of coming to church or to go through some type of pattern that would make us good or to have some level of, of confession or lack thereof or to recite some things that will wash something over us and make us right. But we came here to be in relationship with the spirit of the living God and with the people that are in this room that there might be a change happening in our lives and in the cities. And here's what I believe in this morning, that you're gonna leave with greater joy than you came in with. Anybody receive that? Let the joy from your neighbor begin to rub off onto you. It's happening already. Hey, as you're taking your seat, tell three people around you, I got joy. Better watch out. Better watch out. Watch out. Hallelujah. Amen. My title for today will be very applicable to your life, I hope. For all those wanting to live for Jesus. Anybody want to live for Jesus? Okay, good. It will be applicable to your life. And so will I believe the word of God that we'll share this morning. You want to turn to Romans chapter 14. You can turn there. You want to get something out to write your notes on. Here's my title for today. It's how to have joy ASAP. When I need something, I don't want it slow. I want it fast. Now, I know I'm not the only one in the room, George. Come on. You guys got Amazon and you pay money for whatever Prime is. We don't even know what Prime is anymore. We're just supposed to pay for it, so we do. You got Prime? I got Prime. I don't know, I don't know what it is. I don't know, man. Is it worth it? We don't know. We don't care. We just make sure we have it, all right? It's like the new iPhone. Do you need it? doesn't matter. New one's coming out. You better hurry up and get it before it's gone, all right? I'll just let you know I didn't get it. I went past on this one. I'm like, you know what? I don't even know what it's all about. Better camera? I, I'm, the, I'm the problem with my own camera, Okay. I am the user error on my camera. It's, my, it's never my camera's fault. I'm never like, oh, this darn camera just couldn't do it right. No, it's me. It's me. I, I'm the one, all right? Yeah. I, I go to Amazon Prime, and I'm, I'm automatically, when I'm looking for something, I'm automatically going to the filters, and I'm clicking what's the fastest things that get here. That's where I'm starting off, right? If I need a new cup, I don't want to see the 10,000 cups that are on Amazon, all right? I want to see 
the 300 cups that will come today. They will arrive today between noon and 2 p.m. Those are the cups that I want to see. And then I want to start off with those cups. If I don't like any of those cups, well, I'll compromise and back up my filters what will come tomorrow, right? Am I the only one? If you haven't learned this trick, now you know. You're welcome. That, you can go ahead and go if you want. That's what you needed for today. God bless you. I want it, and I want it quick. And we get in a hurry when it comes to the things around us, and we want something fast. So we go through restaurants that we wouldn't typically eat at, or at least as often, but we need something quick. This is the good news. When it comes to joy, that is something that the Lord wants to give you quickly. See, there's a lot of good things you have to wait for. You may be asking God for a wife or for a husband or for a kid or for a house or for a job, and he may be saying, you know what, you need to wait a little while. God oftentimes will say yes, or he'll say no, or he'll say his most popular answer, not yet. Anybody got the not yet before? I got the not yet. If you haven't, you haven't prayed or you're a liar. That's it. That's all there is. You get the not yet. When you get the not yet, it's like you know you're talking to God. and say, okay, well, you know, the not yet. Coming soon, but not yet. But when you ask God for joy, he's not going to hit you with the not yet. Because he wants you to have joy. He wants you to be marked with joy. And he's given out joy willy-nilly. What does it mean? I don't know. But he's given it out like that. We say it. We don't know where we got willy-nilly. We don't know what Prime is. We don't know how the cups are getting there so fast from Amazon. We don't know these things. But we're glad. Romans chapter 14 talks about the kingdom of God, and it talks about joy. It talks about two other things that I want to mention as well, righteousness and peace. And I want to hit on these three things today. We're, we're I believe, in a time in the church, not at Authentic City Church, which, by the way, next Sunday we're going to celebrate five years as a church. Come on, baby. Do not miss next week. It's going to be awesome. I'm excited about it. The Lord's been putting things in my heart for it. There's, there's some exciting testimonies we're going to share over five years. I believe we have some people that are going to be getting baptized and celebrating new life in Christ next week. I'm excited about that. And we have a gift for every person that's coming. So I want to make sure you're here and you get that. I know, you know, the gift is cool, but mainly we're celebrating new life in Christ. That's the coolest thing, all right? Okay. Praise God. Next Sunday. Whew, hallelujah. Five years, man. It's hard to believe. That just a little over five years ago, we were in my house meeting with just a handful of people, taking every chair we had, putting them into one room so we could meet in there and read the word of God and worship and eat together. And then we moved from there to a borrowed storefront church, and then from there to a storefront church we lease, and then from there, just even less than a year ago, get to move into this incredible facility we're in here. Praise God. Hallelujah. God is good. He's good. And you see along the way the masses of people whose lives have been changed and been sent out to ministry and been supported through the ministry of Authentic City Church. Praise God for that. Man. Thank you, Lord. 
Thank you, Lord. How to have joy ASAP. He wants you to have it fast. Let's go to the Word of God, and let's look at this text here. It's in Romans chapter 14, verse 17, and it says this. For the kingdom of God is not a matter of eating and drinking. Now, for the 16 verses leading up to this, I'll save you the trouble of going back and look. Go back and read it later if you want. He's writing, and he's saying, if you drink this or you eat that, you can still be brothers. And he's, he's helping people realize that regardless of what you eat and what you drink, it's really all about the kingdom of God. And not to get distracted on the details along the way that are just in the natural, but to focus on the big picture, which is living, breathing, and thinking in the kingdom of God. So he brings us to this place, and he says, for the kingdom of God is not a matter of eating and drinking. I realized when we were on the 14-day fast, anybody do the 14-day fast? We were praying and fasting for 14 days to start the year. I realized on the 14-day fast, as I was going out with my with my wife and my kids at Chipotle because they were doing the Daniel fast and I was doing um, no food. I was doing water and juice. And so I would go there and I would sit with them. It was kind of (laughs) sad. I realized the saddest part about it as I processed it was, because when you're just by yourself doing that, it doesn't feel as weird because you're like, okay, I'm just not, I'm not going to go out to a restaurant and sit there and drink water. Like, why would I do that? I'll just stay home, you know? Save myself the gas money. But when you got the whole fam, you're like looking for stuff to do. Because you're like, we've been in the house for seven hours and it's only 4 a.m. we got to do something. <laughs> By 8 a.m., we've done a whole day. We've done a whole day. We've, we've already played toys, watched nine shows. We've been inside, outside. The trash has come. And I'm like, how is it only 7.59? How do we do this? I don't know. Two that are two, I guess. That's the way it goes. All right. I realized the saddest part about going to Chipotle and my family there and they're all eating, but I'm not. It wasn't that I wasn't eating. It was just the joy and the fun of being there and having fun with the food and the drink that's there. It wasn't that I was like, man, if I could just eat right now, I'd feel so good. It was just the something about just the enjoyment of being with people and getting to enjoy. And there was part of me that was held back. And it reminds me even more that the kingdom of God is not about eating and drinking. It's about the things that are in the spirit and what God made us to do. He made us to break bread together because there's relationship involved in the breaking of bread and in the enjoyment of food. More enjoyment in that than there is in actually eating the food. You eat, you survive. You have relationships, you thrive. The kingdom of God is not about eating and drinking but of righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. Somebody say Holy Spirit. Spirit. So let me bridge the text for you and bring it it here. We're going to read the same verse again, and I'm going to take out, just emotionally for a second, what the kingdom of God is not about. I'm not going to put anything in it. I'm just going to help your mind think through it. Here's how it would read. For the kingdom of God is a matter of righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. Do you see? This is what the kingdom of God is a matter of. So when I'm living 
in the kingdom of God, it's not about eating, drinking, car, house, things, clothes, relationships even. Like, how do I feel? How do they feel? What's happening? Boss, am I the boss? Are they the boss? I'm not really sure. They told me. I didn't get the email. Did I get the text? Was it a ping? I'm not really sure. Did they tweet it? I don't know. Like, all the things. I'm just confused. The kingdom of God is not about that. The kingdom of God is about righteousness, peace, and joy. That's what the kingdom of God is about. So when I don't have righteousness, peace, or joy, I'm not in the kingdom of God. If I'm eating and drinking and having fun without my righteousness, my peace, or my joy, then I know what kingdom I'm living in for that moment, and it's the kingdom of the world. It's to be in the spirit, the Holy Spirit, to be in the spirit in all aspects of life. See, the devil is a killjoy and a still joy. That's what he wants to do. He's after it, and he will do anything to take joy from the people of God. Because if he can, if he can, then you'll be doing the same things you were doing because you've decided you're going to do them. You're just going to do them with less joy than Jesus meant for you to have. And all joy is found in Jesus. And so all of a sudden when he starts stealing the joy, you still have to go to Target. You still got to pick up your clothes at the dry cleaners. Anyone go to the dry cleaners? Nobody? The two of you? All right. Brandon in the back, he goes to the dry cleaners. Praise God. He's got his priorities right. Get that shirt pressed. Looking good. Whatever you were going to do, you're still going to do. You're just going to get your joy robbed so you won't have it while you're going through. What good will that be? You get five years down the line and you realize, okay, I, I either accomplished my goals or I didn't. But while it was happening, you'll know this. I didn't have any fun. Like I had fun like in a moment, but, but I look back and I'm like, man, I wasted the time because what it was really all about was being in the kingdom of God. And when I had righteousness on me, I had a clear conscience. When I had peace, I had a steel mind. And when I had joy, I was speaking the jubilant praise of God. And that's really what I wanted. I didn't really want all the stuff that came along with it. I want to break these three down because I think there's a reason why there's the righteousness, peace, and joy. I want to look at them for a minute, take our time, and go through them. The, talking about the kingdom of God. The first, it says you have to have righteousness. It's how, you, it's how we live. It's how we walk in the spirit. See, if we're not walking in the righteousness that has been paid for by the blood of Jesus, the Father has given over to us, every single one of us, righteousness. If you go and you read the parable of the son, the prodigal son, maybe you've heard of it before, maybe you haven't, but you can go read it in, in the Gospels. And there's one son, and he goes away, and the other son stays. And the son who goes away, he comes back. And when he comes back, he messed everything up. He wasted his dad's money. He did all the wrong stuff. You know what he did? He did the eating and the drinking without the kingdom. He comes back, and what does the father do? The father takes off his robe, and he calls for it. Get the best robe, and he puts the robe of righteousness, making right relationship with his son over his son. And it's the same thing that the father does for us, but many times what we want to do is we want to take on and off the robe of righteousness. We want it on Tuesday. We don't want it on Thursday. We want it when we're going in. We don't want it when we're going out. 
We're choosing when we're gonna be under the righteousness of God and then we're wondering why things are not working out in our life because how we walk and how we live and how we do life decides whether or not we're walking in the righteousness that God gave us or whether we're not. Now let me tell you the difference. How I live, how I walk does not make me righteous. There's nothing I can do in my life to earn the righteousness of which God has already given freely to everyone who receives. So when I try to earn righteousness, I'm still doing the eating and the drinking and the living without the kingdom of God. But when I receive his righteousness, you'll see it by how I live. You've met people like this. They live with integrity. They, they make choices that maybe aren't popular, but they're the right choice. You, you've encountered them because you've been at their mercy before and you've been asking of them to do the right thing, which they could have held a just bar and said, you know what, it's black and white, this is how it is. But you were like, yeah, but if you would just help me this one time. And they said, you know what, I will help you this one time. You've been at their mercy before. And they chose to live in righteousness because they're in the kingdom of God and therefore your life was changed because their righteousness that they chose. And it's the same power that we have. When we choose the kingdom of God, we walk and we live in righteousness. The second is this, peace. Peace is how we think. It's not, you've heard it a million times, peace is not about what's happening to you, you don't get peace. Peace is that you have peace in the midst of the storm. You've heard this, old, you've seen them on Pinterest or whatever, you know, those old quotes. I just, I deleted my Pinterest. I, I don't know, I hadn't, I was just like, this is a waste of time, just to be honest. Like, at least with the other stuff, you guys are pretending, and no offense, okay. <laughs> Sorry, you, probably, you probably love Pinterest. Sorry. Keep it, all right, you have your vision boards or whatever. I don't know, pin stuff, whatever you do. But I was like, at least with the other stuff, I felt like we're, we're like being friends, you know. With the Pinterest, I'm like, this is, I don't even know what I'm doing on here. Like, people aren't messaging me or like, there, there's nothing. I'm just, I'm supposed to be pinning stuff and I never pinned anything. I thought it was weird. Anyways, neither here nor there. So I just deleted it. I thought this was about time to go ahead and get rid of this. And just in general, I just felt like if there were many points of masculinity, it was just automatically like relinquishing one of the points by just having it on my phone. So I just felt like, so what I did was, I'll tell you what I did that day. I, I went out. I deleted Pinterest, I drove straight somewhere, I bought firewood, put it in my car. <laughs> Didn't need firewood, just, I just wanted to get some, you know, like just really put some firewood under, throw it in the car, be like, hey, there we go, all right. Did it for the day, I'm a man, okay. Peace is what's in your mind despite what's happening around you. See, turmoil can happen and you can freak out because you don't have peace, or you've seen it too and you've experienced it. Turmoil can happen and you can say things like, but for some reason, I'm doing okay. Not for some reason, for this reason of the spirit living inside of you that you've been given peace that surpasses all understanding. Meaning, you have a stillness on your mind that your own mind cannot understand why you have it. So sometimes it's hard to articulate the peace that I have and the reason I can be so calm when things around don't really make sense or are flying off the handle because I got a peace inside of me that keeps me rooted in the kingdom of God. 
See, when I lose my righteousness, you can tell by how I walk. When I lose my peace, you can tell by how I think. Now I get stressed and I shouldn't get stressed. The world gets stressed, I keep walking in the favor of God. That's how it's supposed to work. And when I think about the reasons that I do get stressed, they're never reasons that have to do with the kingdom. I'm never stressed because he didn't, he didn't provide what he promised he would provide at the end of the day. I'm stressed because I think he might not provide what he promised he would provide. I'm never stressed because the spiritual gifts that I'm praying for aren't coming to me. No, no, I'm stressed because the talents that I wish I had aren't being displayed the way I wish they were being displayed. You see, it's never because of the kingdom. It's always because of an earthly reason, a matter of eating and drinking, that I find myself stressed because peace flows like a river from the kingdom of God through the people of God and never stops. And see, then there's joy. Righteousness is how we live. Peace is how we think. And joy is how we speak. You can tell if someone has a spirit of joy on them, not by the decisions they make necessarily and not by the thoughts that they have necessarily, but you can tell by the words that they speak. Because when you run into an Eeyore, you know what an Eeyore is? <laughs> you, you, I don't have to even explain to you. God bless the Eeyores in the room. Redeem them, deliver them, set them free. You run it... We, we run into the Eeyores. Oh, you know, how, how is it? Well, you know, like God blessed me with a new job, but now it's hard work. Like they just, they flipping everything by, with their words. Oh, you know, well, God blessed me with this and that, but now I just got more on my plate. I'd use more examples, but you'd, you'd, be, you'd be saying I was talking about you. I'm not trying to talk about you. I'm trying to talk about him. You know that someone has a spirit of joy on them by how they speak to the people who are around them because they have something that everybody else wants despite what they don't have. Maybe they have money, maybe they don't. Maybe they got the car, maybe they don't. Maybe they got the job, maybe they don't. I don't know. But you know what I do know is when somebody has joy, everybody in the room knows that person has joy. It's like when an engaged young lady comes walking in the room and her hand is just moving more. She's like, yes, I'll have a drink of whatever that is. There's something on that that says, yes, look at my hand and see there's a ring on here that wasn't on here. And in the same way, when joy hits the people of God, they want to talk about it. They want to share it. They want to tell about it because they have a spirit bubbling up inside of them of joy that's coming out and going on around. Blaine and I went to Chili's. Don't hate. We were both feeling it because we hadn't been in a while. I don't know how long your while was. My while was two weeks, so I just didn't want to tell you it had just been two weeks. I was like, oh, yeah, I haven't been in a while either. I was like, I just went, but you know, it kind of sounds good, you know? Every once in a while, for me, chilies just kind of hits. It's just like, hey, the chips, the ranch, I'm feeling it. Maybe some Southwestern egg rolls. Who knows? Get wild. I got a salad. But it was the quesadilla explosion salad. Hey. Sounded fun. I got it. It was fun. I had a good time. I was like, wow. Hallelujah. We were there, and our server came over to us. The service was bad. 
it was okay. God bless it. They were just having a tough time. There was like a million people there. There was two people working. It's like one of those nights, and you just knew, like, oh, man, you felt, maybe you didn't know, but we just knew. We just felt bad. Like, they're hustling, and there's just no way for them to keep up. So we just kind of had our stuff together and everything. So when he came over, we were ready, and we just loved on him, and we're like, hey, how are you doing? You having a good night? He's like, man, I'm having a tough night. You know, we just kind of did that. And he knew right out of the gate that Blaine and I had a spirit of joy on us that was different than what everybody else had because everyone else that waited for 15 minutes just to get sat down in a restaurant that was mostly empty wasn't that happy. But let me tell you what, we weren't that happy either. But you know what we had? Joy. And it changed it. Our food came fast. Our service was great. And let me tell you, as he was hustling around to everyone else, he kept checking on us. Why? Because it was nice to check on us. It was refreshing to check on us. He didn't have to skirt around and move around. He didn't want to come too close by us because we were going to nag what we didn't have. Here's the deal. We, we didn't have what we had. It didn't matter. I asked for refills. I asked for the stuff. It's great. But while I did it, joy was pouring out of my mouth over him, changing his night and his interaction. And you have that ability every single day. Every moment in how you talk, you can be handing out joy. Every moment in how you speak, you can be handing out the joy of Jesus. Everything you go through as you walk in righteousness, as you think in your mind with peace and as you speak with the joy from Jesus you can be handing it out to everybody that's hurting feeling low having a need having a struggle having a hurt and you can be handing in the one thing that they can have as soon as possible joy come on give them some praise let me tell you the fastest way to have joy. You want to know? I know you do. I'm going to try to learn it real quick. Hold on. There's many different ways to be, to have joy. Okay? At the root of having joy as soon as possible, it comes from the presence of God. Okay? It cannot come from what you buy or where you go unless the presence of God is where you go. Okay, now you can be in the presence of God and you can worship and you can get joy, amen? You can be in the presence of God and you can read the word of God and you can get joy, amen? You can be in the presence of God around the people of God and how much fun they're having. And when I say fun, here's the deal. God is the inventor of fun, all right? And how much fun they're having because we, we have fun at Authentic City Church. You ain't gonna come here and have a boring time unless you asleep. That's just on you, probably because you was out having fun last night. But hey, man, you're here now. We're having real fun. That's fake fun. They was all faking last night. Asking if they was having fun this morning. Nope. You can get joy from the people of God. Praise him, man, for it. But the fastest way to unlock joy in your life, like a fire hydrant, Busting open. You ever seen one of those? Bow. I have. Is this. It is speaking or praying in the spirit. That's the fastest way. Follow me for one second. When you speak or you pray in the spirit, you can unlock joy faster, more possible, and sooner than any other time. Worship can't do it as fast. 
Reading the word of God can't do it as fast. Being around the people of God can't do it as fast. Because when you speak or you pray in the spirit, you're opening up a direct line in a direct language to the direct father who has, let me tell you something, who has sons and daughters that he is waiting on. It says in the word of God, it says, my eyes go to and fro all the earth looking for one that might be righteous, looking for one that might call on God. It says, I'm a good God. Will I not give what my children children ask of me he's ready to give holding a good gift waiting and the moment we pray in the spirit boom joy begins to be released from the father <laughs> praise god now many of you speak or pray in the spirit already some of you call it speaking or praying in tongues great it's the same thing i'm, I'm saying pray in the spirit you're saying pray in tongues. Some say we're going to speak or we're going to pray in a heavenly language. It's all the same thing. Some of you do that, and you know that it unlocks joy faster than ever. You can be having the worst time. You can be having a fight with your, with your spouse. You can be having a terrible time with your kids. You can be driving in the car thinking, man, what am I doing with my life? I'm feeling so stressed. I have not been living right. And if you turn on and start speaking in the spirit to the Father, you will unlock joy in your life like never before, instantaneously to what's happening. But many of you, maybe, some of you, may not pray or speak in the spirit or in tongues or in a heavenly language, and I wanna take a moment and, and make sure I open up this so that you can begin to walk in it, receive it, if you want, go study more, learn more, whatever it may be. But I'm hoping you can leave today and say, you know what? Before I didn't think so, before I didn't do it, but today, now I do. I want to ask this. How many people, I don't want to know how many people speak in tongues. Okay, that's great. Good for you. I want to know this. How many people in the room, you used to think speaking in tongues was not for you, was not real, was not biblical, didn't exist, but now you speak in tongues. Would you raise your hand for me? How many people in the room? Okay. It can happen because once you begin to experience the presence of God and you read the word of God and you see what it does, it becomes undeniable. And all of the religion that you were taught before on half-truths of what the Bible said begin to fall off and you begin to walk in freedom. And then once you speak in tongues and that joy hits you, all of a sudden now you're like, how could anyone tell me this wasn't real? First Corinthians 14, verse 4 and verse 14. So chapter 14, verse 14, and chapter 14, verse 4. I'm not trying to be tricky. That's just what it is. Jot those down. Go read those later. Those give us direct permission and direct request to long for, to speak in tongues, and to ask for the gift of speaking in tongues. There's a heavenly language in the body of Christ that is a gift that the Father gives that for I believe for too long the church has neglected and set to the side because we fear losing control of what God will do. We have direct verses in scripture that say when people speak in tongues, make sure there's somebody to interpret. And what we do is we get so afraid of that, we say, no, 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 there's no speaking in tongues in the word of God. There's no speaking in tongues in the body of Christ. And so instead we toss that to the side. But then when people are gossiping in the body of Christ, there's no argument about, is, can you gossip? It's a, it's a clear commandment in the word. There's no arguing. We all know that you shouldn't gossip. And yet when it happens, ain't nobody getting kicked out. 
I'm not saying they should, but I am saying all of a sudden now people are trying to do what is in the spirit and there's discomfort among others, but when they're trying to do what's in the devil, everyone feels good? Come on, man. This, this is, gossip is from the devil. So we should feel uncomfortable around it. Slander is from the devil. So we should feel, un- lying is from, he is the father of lies. It is from the devil. That's the only place it can come from. If you tell a lie, it only came from one source. But when we pray in the spirit, what's supposed to be the best, what's supposed to be the direct line, People begin to get uncomfortable, and I want to destroy the uncomfortable around it today by looking at the Word of God and by helping give clarity to what it means to speak in the heavenly language so that you can unlock joy in your life like you've never experienced before. Now, I'm not saying that someone who speaks or prays in the Spirit is better than someone who doesn't. I'm not saying that. But what I am saying is the person who speaks or prays in the spirit has more joy and is more mature than the person who doesn't. It's the word. I was holding for tomatoes. There were none. Praise God. Praying in the spirit is when I speak directly to the Father in a heavenly language. It's praying in the spirit. I don't need you to interpret. I don't need you to know. I don't need you to be there. I don't need you to think about me or care about me or love me. Because I'm praying in the spirit to my father. In a language that is known by him and is not known by the enemy. And as I'm saying it, I'm communicating to the father. Even though I might not know, it says in the word of God. Even though I might not know in my flesh and in my mind what I'm saying, my spirit is what? Built up. It's praying in the spirit. Speaking in the spirit is speaking in tongues or in speaking in a heavenly language. I'm now receiving communication in that same language from God. He's telling me, I'm saying what he's telling me to say also in a language that I may or may not know how to interpret. I'm speaking it out to the body. I'm waiting for interpretation to come either from me or from someone in the body so that what? The body might be built up. See, when I pray in private, the body's built up. When I speak in public, the body's built up. It says this in the Word of God. And when you're speaking in tongues in public and an outsider comes in, it doesn't say, stop and never do it again. No. It says, have interpretation so that they know. And then it says, and prophesy because prophecy is even better than speaking in tongues because everyone can hear it clearly. It doesn't say run from it, never do it. No, no, we need it. It builds up the body, and the body and the word of God, go read it. The body is meant to build up the body. And so many times, we're asking God to do work for us that he's already given us to do. And we're saying, God, if you'll just do this, if you'll just that, if you'll just do this for me. He's like, listen, son, listen, daughter, I gave you the keys to the kingdom of God. I gave you the gifts that you need in the spirit. I gave you the ability to build up your body and the body around you. Why are you asking me to do something again? I already sent my son. He shed his blood. What more is there to do for you? I've given you all you need to take dominion and authority over the earth that you have. 
He that is in you is greater than he that is in the world. So why are you coming back to me? I'm not trying to be naggy, but I'm a good daddy. So why are you coming back to me asking me for what I already gave you? Eat what I gave you. I already gave it to you. Enjoy what I gave you. I already gave it to you. Walk in the gift I gave it. I already gave it. I already gave it. I already gave it. And we go back to God asking, asking, help me. I need, I want, here's my petitions. And let me tell you, every good father wants to know the petitions of their son and daughters. And our father wants to know, and he will listen, and he is patient, and he is good, and he is loving. But also every good father must help their sons and their daughters mature. And a mark of maturity, not a mark, people say sometimes a mark of receiving the Holy Spirit is speaking in tongues. No, it's not. It can be, but it's not the mark. The mark of a mature prayer life is praying in tongues. That's just facts. We're praying in the Spirit, and you want to grow your prayer life. You want to grow your speaking life. You have to start praying in the Spirit and watch joy as a byproduct. Now, the body's going to be built up, but watch joy as a byproduct begin to hit your life and change who you are. As you're walking around now, speaking different. And I don't need you walking around, speaking in tongues around everybody, being all weird. You can do that or you can not. I don't care. Be weird. You're already weird. <laughs> Just let them know. You are, you're already weird. So am I. We're weird. Everybody's weird. Some people go into their own house and take their shoes off. I'm like, it's your own house. You bought it. Why take your shoes off? Some people go into their own house. They keep their shoes on. I'm like, you just bought this. Why are you trying to dirty up your house? We're all trying to think different thoughts and we're weird. It's okay. That's what makes us great. But unity's in the body of Christ. Power's in unity. And when we start speaking the same language before the Father, and we start walking in the same joy before the Father. He begins to move like never before, and I'm ready for a time when the world around looks vastly different to who the people of God are, that we're standing out, that we're set apart, and that we're made holy because we live in righteousness, we think in, we think in peace, and we speak in joy, and you can't do that if you're lost. You can only do that if you're walking with Jesus. So you have the concept of these two different versions of speaking or praying in the spirit. One, you're doing privately. One, you're doing publicly. There's the concept of interpretation that happens with the public version. My hope is this, that those that speak or pray in the spirit would not withhold their gift, that as they're building themselves up privately, they're building up the body, and as they're doing it publicly, they're building up the body. My hope also is this, that those in the room that do not pray in the spirit yet, or speak in tongues yet, or have a heavenly language yet, it's the same thing, I'm just saying it three different ways to hit all of your minds, would yield unto the Holy Spirit and say, God, it's in the word of God, it's a gift that you give, and you give it freely. So I'm asking you for the gift that I might have maturity in my prayer life, and I might have joy on my lips when I begin to speak out this week. It will separate you. You will see the difference.
kingdom of God is not a matter of eating or drinking. You could add in what you will wear or what you will drive or where you will go. It is a matter of righteousness, peace, and joy. And I want to tell you the fastest way to have joy in your life, the fastest way is to communicate with God in the heavenly language. It opens up that door, unlocks it. I want that for you. And if any person in the room, if, if you're in here, you, you come find me afterwards. Any person that's going to watch online later, you, come, you message me, you let us know, and you tell me, I have plenty of joy, I never lack in joy, and I also have no desire to pray in the Spirit. You won't find that person. Because these are linked together. People that have an abundance of joy know how to pray in the Spirit. And people who don't know how to pray in the Spirit oftentimes are hoping for greater joy to be found in their life. I'm not isolating. I'm helping bring together. And I want the Spirit of God to open up hearts and minds to give freshness of gifts to people who are in the room. All the spiritual gifts are given. We have no problem with the spiritual gift of leadership. We have no problem with the spiritual gift of administration. We have no problem with the, spiritual, with the spiritual gift of hospitality. People who are sick and hurting who want to be healed have no problem with the gift of healing. And we've seen miracles on miracles on miracles happen. And it's time the body be built up in every single office and gift coming together to see the fullness of God. Amen? Hey, stand up as we close. It says in the text that we were just reading, Romans chapter 14, it says in the text, go read it and you study it and all that, that sometimes if you eat the wrong, not the wrong thing, sometimes if you eat something or drink something that someone else perceives as the wrong thing, you might cause your brother or your sister in Christ to stumble. You ever experienced that before? Like by you, you have a clear conscience but by what they're doing, like that's, that's hard for them. And that kind of makes them begin to question some of their faith and like where they're at. But let me tell you something that doesn't cause anyone to stumble. Joy. Joy. No one's getting hurt this week because you have a greater level of joy in and on your life. It's not happening. They'll only be blessed by the level of joy that you have. Praise God for it. Next year we're going to celebrate, next week we're going to, next year, well next year too. Next year we're going to celebrate lots of stuff. 20, hey guys, 2024 is going to be a great year, let me tell you what, alright. <laughs> next week we're going to celebrate five years, praise God. The week after that on the 26th, we're going to have child dedications here at Authentic. I'm excited for it. My little four month old baby right here. Ranger's going to be getting dedicated, and, and there's several others that are children that are going to get dedicated. If you have a child and you want them to get dedicated, come let us know today so we can get them ready two weeks from now. It's an exciting time. It'll be a blessing. And here's what we're doing. We're dedicating them unto the Lord, that the parents are saying, that the guardians are saying, hey, this children, this child will be set apart for God, and I will raise them in the way of faith. I will raise them in the word of God. Amen? Amen. It's important. It's important. How we raise up the generation now will matter in the years to come. How we're teaching the kids now will matter in the years to come. That's why we care about our, our kids' experience and authentic kids and the awesome, 
awesome teaching and the spirit of God that's in there matters. Praise God. I want to take I want to take a minute and I want to pray for anyone. I just feel like I would be leaving some people short if I didn't give opportunity for anyone in the room that doesn't pray in the spirit to receive the gift of speaking in the spirit today. I believe that when someone becomes a believer and gets filled with the spirit, they, they have the ability right then to pray in the spirit. I also believe that the gift of speaking in tongues is the gift that's given from God, from the spirit of God that comes on his people and both can be accessible today for the believer and should be, should be. So for anyone that doesn't, I want to take opportunity to pray with you. Here's what I want to do. In just a minute, I'm going to ask you to raise up your hand and I'm going to come around and I'm going to touch your hand and agree with you in Jesus' name that he would, that he would give utterance to your tongue. We had this happen just the other day. Prayed over a young lady, put hands on her right there, said, you're going to speak in tongues right now. She began to speak in tongues for the first time. On the microphone. And nobody interpreted it. And nobody died. A lot of religion was broke off. I want the spirit of God, not the spirit of religion. You agree? The spirit of religion can go die. It's had its hands on this city for too long. Too long, religion has been ruling over people and telling them what they can and can't do, while the spirit of God has been hoping that the people of God would turn and say, have your way. And 2023 is a year for the spirit to be completely unleashed in the people of God. I'm not saying, Holy Spirit, come now, do this. I'm saying, my hands are off. Holy Spirit, have your way. You are unleashed. Do what you want to do. Say what you want to say. Go where you want to go. And whatever you do, whatever you say, wherever you go, the people of God are following after you. Gone are the day of saying, God, come please bless where I'm at. No, look where God is blessing and go there. Thank you, Floyd. I'm going to pray over you, okay, brother? I'm going to pray over you. I saw you raising your hand. Stay right there, okay? Thank you. All right, I'm going to come. I'm going to pray over Floyd. 